What's up, everybody? Welcome to Wolf Den Live, episode 80, live from fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada. You're going to have to bleep that because I was uh, yeah. <laughs> actually part of it. Yeah. Thank I'll you. Just, I'll just cut it out. For being here. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for tuning in. We are actually live coming to you from uh, Sin City, from Paradise in the Desert, from uh, all those other nicknames that they have for this town. Hello, uh, Atten, David, Zanman Comboy, the Amazing Nut, Tiger Jake, AJ, Ashley, hello, I can't think, hello, Vile Tough, hello, everybody. Hello, anyone and anyone, anyone and everyone who is here. So, we got a couple things to talk about. We do. First things first, um, go to the keep, is it, did it, uh, maybe it didn't update, didn't update. I don't know, this thing's being weird. We got weird internet. Yeah, we do. Oh yeah, we could just drop out at any minute. Yes, let us know if there are any technical difficulties, we are doing this off of hotel Wi-Fi. Yes. Because um, I posted a picture in the keep that I wanted to talk about, but it looks like it's not appearing. Cool. Uh, what is it? Um, so, my one of my friends from back home um, texted me this picture at about 8.54 a.m. this time. So that's like, what, 11 o'clock Eastern time, New York time? Sure. Last night? Today. Today. Yeah. I need okay, so 11 o'clock in the morning. With the text, I'm going to need an emergency wolf den from Vegas explaining what the FNS. And it's this picture. Ah, okay, this is important. Yeah. This is so, an important picture. So we have to explain uh, why Toad from the Mario Brothers games has human legs. Um, because he's a really good runner and jumper. He is. He's almost as good as Mario himself. Can't. Uh, we know he's the fastest of Mario, Luigi, Peach and Toad. Right. Um, is he also the best jumper? No, Peach is the best jumper. No, Luigi's the best. Luigi's the highest jumper. Highest jumper. Peach, Peach floats. Yeah. yeah. Toad, I don't think he jumps as high. Right. But he's the fastest runner. Yes. And that's why his legs are so buff. Yes. There you go. So there you so go. All those that's years it. of running, that's why. That's why. That Toad's. explains that. Yep. And that was all I had to talk about this week. <laughs> I'm hearing we're too f quiet, but someone else also said that microphone is bay. So, there you go. You are going to have to blast it, because I don't want to... We can peek at any moment, too. Yeah. So, I guess I can up the game. I don't want to touch it. We already saw it. <laughs> um, I do get... We we do get often people say we're too quiet, but uh, I also don't want to peek. There you go. So that's a problem. I'd rather not peek. Mm -hmm. So, we'll just try to talk loud. Yes. Um, I also want to mention that if you go over to our Instagram.com slash wolfden... Uh, let's see here if I can do this correctly. Boom. Uh, we went to a game store today. We did. It was a very nice game store. It was it called, called uh, We Play Games? We Play Games in Las Vegas. And they had... They had the Resi Resident Evil 4 chainsaw. They had a whole This was one of the biggest game stores I have ever seen. Yes. Uh, There's nice custom... Turtles NES. Uh, Captain America... And game the Gear. Avengers for the Game Gear, which was too much money. I think it was like 35 or yeah. something. Did not want that. This was awesome <laughs> for $189. Yeah. There's not many Mega Man games on Sega Systems. No. That's why this was a big deal. Yes. Uh, this Titanfall, Titan, there's a little dude on top. Yeah. Uh, this, this is Mario. This, this outfit is in Super Mario Odyssey. That's why I took a picture of it. But most importantly, there's a picture of this too, but I'm not going to show it. If you want to see it, go to the friggin' Instagram. Uh, where are we? There we are. I bought myself 
Mario 2 for the Famicom because I don't have it and I've always wanted it. For the Famicom disc system to yes. be specific. Sorry. It is a two-sided disc that also comes with volleyball on the back. Yes, it says volleyball right here in Japanese. So now we need a Famicom and a Famicom disc system. Yes. But it's really cool. So if you're in the Las Vegas area, check that out. They have two locations, uh, one east, one west. Um, and they got pretty much anything you're looking for. And some stuff is expensive, but some stuff is reasonably priced. Reasonably priced. Yeah, I was surprised. Like yeah. that, that 35 bucks for that, that's yeah. not bad. It's on Amazon right now for Like they had perfect I'm wondering, like, is this a different version? Like, is the one on Amazon different? From what I remember of Famicom Disk System games, um, like, that's the, that's the entire packaging. What you have. Okay. And the way they worked was they were read writable. Right. So you could like take them and like rewrite them and stuff. The one that's on Amazon it might be like an original never opened. I'm actually going to open this right now. Oh boy. Cuz this isn't the original. Yeah. Uh cellophane. Yeah. Whoop. Almost dropped it. But this looks like the original case. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think it is. I mean, this is the original like paper and stuff. Yeah. Cuz it cuz it has a space on the B side where you write in what the game is. Yeah. And they wrote in uh, volleyball. I'm pretty sure, like, everything you have is original. It's just not in its original. So that is, yes, that is the Super Mario 2 logo. Yeah. So this is, this is legit. Yeah. And um, where it says Nintendo, you see how it's indented a certain way? Yes. That's their form of DRM. So that says Super Mario 2, just like it says here. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, that's their form of DRM because the I and the N yeah. are, are hollow. You see they're darker. Uh, a piece of plastic, like, yeah. clamps onto it. Um, Gaming Historian did an excellent... Yes, uh, he has an excellent video on this. A video on the Famicom Disk System and Super Mario 2. So if you want to know more, check that out. Yes. Now, how do I put this here? The other side has... I think that's a volleyball sticker. It looks like it. Oh, it's like two girls with knee pads, unless that's something else. That's cool. I'm into it. I'm happy with my purchase. I'm never going to play this game. <laughs> Unless we get a Famicom Unless we get a Famicom disc system and I get some time. Mm -hmm. uh, now, like I said, there's a lot to talk about. I don't know. So we're going to talk about Spider-Man Homecoming. Yes, we are. Definitely. I don't know if I want to start with that, though. Cause right. We're, we're might, I'm going to try not to get any spoilers, but we might get a little There's going to be spoilers. Let's be real. Uh, so I want to kind of save that for the end in case anybody wants to leave. Um, we have to talk about... The Switch, mm -hmm. and we have to talk about Video Game Donkey. Yeah. Did you watch that video? I video did. Game Donkey? Yes. You did watch the video. I did watch the video. Let's start with Video Game Donkey. Okay. So, Video Game Donkey made a video on games journalism. Yes. Specifically, reviews. I love his videos. He's a very funny man. Did you enjoy his yes. comedy? Yes, I did. Uh, so, yes, he, he talks specifically about video game reviews, specifically about uh, Crash Bandicoot. Yes, because he he really he he didn't really like the new uh, remake of Crash Bandicoot, and specifically because there was one part that he couldn't get past, right? And because of that, he panned it. <laughs> and he thinks that video game review sites didn't review it harsh enough, even though I think the, I think IGN gave it like seventy five, which is like not which is low for it's low for them. Yeah, that's not yeah. great. Yeah, double check that. I think it was a seventy-four. That might be yeah. Metacritic, though. I'm not sure. Yeah, it's no, I know a lot of uh, a lot of reviews. Like, they're rating it in like the sixes, which is very low for yeah. your your IGNs, your game. Here, here's my like problem with, with I don't like game review scores. Yeah, IGN gave it an eight point five. Wow, which is okay. If you ask me, is way too high. <laughs> That's pretty damn good. Yeah. What did Metacritic? 
uh, what's the Metacritic score? So, to uh, my problem with game review scores is that some editors say that uh, a five is average because right. it's in the middle. It's not like test scores. The Metacritic, but most is, people say that seventy-five or to eighty-five yeah. is average. The Metacritic is eighty-one. I don't know where the hell I got 74. I'm glad you double-checked. Yeah. I'm always wrong. The thing with, like, game review scores, especially from, like, the bigger outlets, is the, the old joke is they usually run, you know, they, they're usually well, 1 to 10, but they'll only ever use 6 to 9, you know, to rate and review right. games. Anything with a 6 is garbage. Anything with a 9 is uh, an absolute masterpiece. Right. That That's why some people say that 5 is average. Right. And well, that, five, does, that just doesn't make sense to me. In a perfect world, 5 is average. Right, but... Most people go by test scores. Yeah. So it's, they should just go by test scores. Right. <laughs> um, so he thinks that it was bad. And he, he also says that uh, these review sites aren't consistent with their reviews. That I agree with. Really? Yes. I think that it's pretty obvious that there, there's a lot of different people reviewing these games. Right. But the thing is they, they don't make that specifically clear most of the time because right. you know these websites in addition to having reviews they have features and they have podcasts and you know on-air talent things like that so the official uh well i'll just use ign as an example the official ign score of a game will be very high but then on a podcast everybody trashes it right so you're not getting a consistency from one part of the same website to the to the next the review is supposed to represent what the entire website thinks about I, this i game. disagree about that all right b- b- because you have different people and those right. people are entitled to their own opinion right but if you're if if ign is going to say that we are endorsing this score as the official official ign score then there should be at least some consistency throughout the website you know I understand that, you know, it's a big site. They have a lot of people working there, and everybody's review is different. Uh, and everybody's opinion on the game is different. But the fact that there, you know, it, there's so little, like, consistency throughout is, like, it can be alarming. Well, well, Especially when Sonic Mania comes out. Right. <laughs> the, the, like, I think Destiny is one of the best games ever. Right. You don't like it too much. Right. So, the Wolf Den consensus is skewed on that. You know what I mean? Right. Like, like I can't say the Wolf Den approves Destiny. You know, you can say Bob of the Wolf Den approves that, right? But so these should this should be like Justin Davis approves Crash Bandicoot, right? But you to compare it to like another uh, art form. You look at um, RogerEbert.com. Is that still a site? That's still a site. Wow. Since he passed away, they've kept it alive. The site, Um, but they have like a a collective of reviewers, like a handful of reviewers, uh, review movies for it every week. And those reviews rep- will represent the official opinion of the website as a whole. Now, sometimes, yeah, a review one reviewer will disagree with another about certain movies, but overall, the what is published is acknowledged as the official review of the site. I, well, IGN entirety. does that too, but then they have a different reviewer review, like a sequel. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, how are they supposed to keep consistency when you have something like that? I think it's just that. It, it's it should be when when you put out the actual the official final score, there should be um, an explicit acknowledgement that this is what the website as a whole is saying about the product. Whereas you know you put out you know say the review is like an eight point five, the reviewer says it's really good, but then you know over on this side of the site, 
you know, they're all saying it's not good. Don't bother playing it with no acknowledgement of what the official review was or just a passing acknowledgement of it. Um, I think, you know, there, there should be a little, you know, there, there should be more of an acknowledgement of what, you know, the other opinion was. So, so if a solution to that would be review by committee. Right. But I don't, I don't like that. Because <laughs> that's what Metacritic is. Metacritic is review well, by committee. Electronic, uh, Electronic Gaming Monthly, when that was used to be around, these for some of the bigger games, they would have three people review it. Right. And they would each give their score. Or a, a magazine like Famitsu in Japan. Like, they have four people review it. And, you know, they I eat... think that's a good idea for big games to have yeah. a discussion. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I'm not opposed to one person reviewing the game and giving a final opinion. I just think that... You know, if that's going to if that's going to be the website's official final stamp on the game, then it needs to be acknowledged throughout. Right. You know, Bateman, thank you for the five five euro super chat. Oh, we're going international. Hello from here. Belgium, listening while working late, three a.m. here. God damn, damn, you are a soldier, sir. Thank you for being here. It is we're on the west coast now, so it is only six. Yeah. Usually this is nine for us. Um. So, Slippy says, YouTubers are more reliable than the media, in my opinion. That's the thing. This is what I was saying before. IGN has personalities on there. Right. So, and Video Game Donkey targeted IGN, pretty much. Because Uh, they're the biggest. Yeah. They have personalities on there. So, they're all going to... And they are all entitled to their opinions. What you're saying is that there is is an IGN seal of approval... More is or less, the IGN like, official score, and that needs to be acknowledged. Yes, uh, I think I I I can just separate myself from that. Like when I'm listening to a podcast, I know it's not the guy who reviewed it, but I also always read who who reviewed the, right. the, the, the thing, and it's not very prominent to a lot of people. Yeah, I, or, or, or I watch the video, and in the video review, whoever's narrating it is the person who wrote the review. Right. You so, know. so that's a good way to tell. Who's doing it? And what AJ says here is you can see that Jonathan Dornbush is a big Crash fan, so they gave it to a Crash fan to review a game aimed at Crash fans. Of course, he's going to say he enjoyed a remaster of a bad game that he loved when it was bad the first time. He does not like Crash Bandicoot. I mean, that's another thing, too. I mean, Crash Bandicoot is an old game from a much different time when platforming was a lot more difficult, and you know, it was a 32-bit game, so those games don't really age very well. That's the thing. I don't think Crash Bandicoot works today at all. Yeah, no. It is it is a PS one game. End of story. Yeah. So, I like if you gave that to somebody now who has never played a Crash game, I don't think they would like it. Unless they had, you know, remade, uh, really remade the game and like made it, um, like the controls and stuff to the standard of modern games, which it, from this it appears that they haven't. You know, the controls and the level design, but right. Well, because then you have purists. You don't want to screw with stuff. But in this video, you have to watch this video. It's a very good video. Yeah. He's, he talks about this one part where you have to hop on a turtle and, like, bounce off him and jump over a gap. And they made it insanely hard. Yeah. They, they, they didn't, like, change it enough. And it's now insanely difficult. Yeah. And because of that, he says the game is broken and should get a really bad score. Um, the reason this is such a big deal is because you got, it got a lot of backlash from this video. Right. Also, I said Justin Davis before because... Uh, there's a big part of the video where he talks about how Justin Davis keeps saying that there is no good Sonic games. Yes. And that is kind of what I based my video around. I should have added his, a clip of him saying that. Yeah. Um, 
he says over and over again, there are no good Sonic games, there are no good Sonic games, there are no good Sonic games. And then there's a part where uh, Marty Sleva says, Sonic's great. And Justin goes, yeah. It's clear that he was just trying to move the conversation along. Yeah. He wasn't say, he wasn't going back on it, what he said. He still doesn't like Sonic. Right. And he, every again, everybody's entitled to their opinions. They're all personalities. Yeah, they're, he's entitled website. to his wrong opinion about Sonic <laughs> the Hedgehog. But Yes. Uh, Sonic's great. There are plenty of great Sonic there games. There are many great Sonic games. Um, but this video sparked a lot of backlash. Right. Uh, let me see if I can pull up. Oh, I have it right here. Uh, somebody collected tweets from all over the game's media. Yeah. Uh, like this guy, Choi, who says, I ultimately don't care about Donkey thinking poorly of game sites because I'm used to it, but it's nice to find out he effing hates us too. Especially because I've had fun watching his channel at work with people, blah, blah, blah. Oh, people he specifically calls effing idiots in the video, but oh well. See, that's the thing. Like, he likes this. This person likes this. Oh, this is a girl. Yes. Chloe. Her name's Chloe. If this person likes this YouTuber, why does she have to stop liking this YouTuber? Because he criticizes them. Like Fair. he's like he's a he makes good videos. Right. And these he makes some valid points. Right. I I don't agree with a lot of what he says, but mm -hmm. he does. It's funny, you know. Yeah. Um. Max Scoville said, man, that video was a bummer. I like that dude's videos. And he makes one specifically pooping on my friends because of where they work? Question mark, question mark, question mark. It's, so what? Like, you could still like the, the, I feel the guy's like, videos. I feel like this is... This is um this is people getting really butthurt over Well, no, it. this is people who work at, like, major games right. outlets getting hurt about it. And they, they're like taking it personally. That's a whole different discussion. Because there's this there's this very sharp divide between people who work at games media sites like IGN, Polygon, Kotaku, yes. GameStop versus people on YouTube. There was a, right. like when the whole PewDiePie thing went down, almost every single game site was against him. Almost right. every single one. Yeah, they, and, they, and it's similar. And this is a very similar situation to that because I don't, I don't want to know if it's because games media feels threatened. By YouTube, or a lot because, of the media because does. YouTube uh, YouTubers are very like vocal and active in their stance against traditional games media. But there's this very clear us versus them mentality on both sides of the and argument. And I don't understand why. I love IGN. Yeah, me too. I they I probably visit them more than any other website. Right. Like a a week. So like I have not like they they do a lot of things I don't agree with and they do a lot of things I do agree with. I also like Kotaku. Yes. I like Kotaku. I like Polygon. But but to be fair, they all do things wrong. Yeah. And it's okay to criticize. Yeah. It's okay to say, "Hey, you're doing this wrong." Yeah. Like and you know, we're going to talk about Spider-Man Homecoming in a little bit. Spoiler alert, we really liked it. Yeah. Um Movie Bob Chipman who I watch on YouTube all the time, he's the biggest Spider-Man fan there is, didn't like it all that much. Right. And if you ask me, I think it's because he holds the Raimi films at too high of a standard. Yeah, honestly, so, those videos are old, and they don't hold up like you think they do. I mean, I still <laughs> love Spider-Man One and they're Two. Good. They're good. They're good movies. They're but, like these. Like this is an apples and oranges right. like thing. Like obviously, you're not going to get the Raimi films ever again. Um, we'll, we'll 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 get to that later. But, but yeah, no. But yeah, the point remains. I, I'm, I'm not saying that. Like, like that person had a had a. A wrong opinion. <laughs> yeah. Again, everybody's entitled to their wrong opinion. Mm -hmm. However, there are things that they do that are wrong. Like uh, I'm trying to think of one. Like like uh, Kotaku did something. They like they like got information from somebody who uh, 
snuck into a uh, game developer. Yeah. And they leaked it. Like, that's not cool. Yeah. Like, don't do that. <laughs> you just stole information. Yeah. Uh, things like that. Like, everybody everybody does things wrong. And it, they're entitled to be criticized for, for right. that. Right. But they could... Like, I still like Kotaku, even though they've done things that yeah. were wrong. Um, Dan Stapleton brings up a good point. How can every YouTuber... Do- how come every YouTuber doesn't agree on how good games are? All their reviews appear on the same site. Where's the consistency? That's that is a good, like, yeah. you know. That's a good... Because uh, at IGN, they're all on the same site, but they all, all can have their right. opinions. Right. I mean... But like you said, it should be more clear what the... Right. Because I think it's more obvious that, like, there's a million people using YouTube and that, you know, all the opinions are going to vary from one channel to the next to the next. Whereas IGN, like... IGN, it says IGN, editor's choice. That means that the editors of IGN think that this is a good game to buy. But then you're going to have like a whole group of them saying, don't. You know, that's something to think about. Susan Arndt. 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 I don't know. I think it's Arndt. Why am I supposed to care about this donkey video exactly? <laughs> that's saying that you care. These people are very butter. <laughs> Mike Rogu. I wish I knew more of these people. Uh... <laughs> Holy poop, this video, this donkey video is bad. It is not a bad video. No. It is a good video. It, you just don't agree with it. And it's yeah. okay to disagree. That's that's the thing. Like, these people are so upset. They're, about... so, they're so protective of the way, you know, they do things. You know, it's, it's again, it's that us versus them mentality. Yeah. Somebody's attacking them, so, you know, they, have, they feel the need to strike back. Uh, Patricia Hernandez, who we like, says... Read Donkey's new video. Yes, big outlets use many different writers, but they also build a body of work which you can get to know, which I agree with. For the most part, yeah. That was good. Uh, This other person has a big long thing I'm not going to read, and that's all I got here. But Donkey tweeted something along the lines of, I see a lot of... I see 15 or so people... I see about 15 people who are really... who who are just tweeting garbage and about two people who said anything, like, productive. Yeah. Because he's right. And he upset a lot of people. His video has an insane amount of views. It's got like 2 million or 3 yeah. million or something. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. Like, yeah. like, like somebody else tweeted, um, if you don't work in games media, you don't understand. YouTubers won't understand games media and you, and, uh, games media won't understand YouTubers. Yeah. Unless you worked in both. Right. And I think this guy worked at both and he yeah. understood. So, I don't know what the point of this argument was. It's just, it's just a lot of controversy over over nothing. It's you just need to be able to take some criticism, right? I think you know it's people. And need... for the record, I don't agree with what Donkey even said. I I think that they're all entitled to their own different opinions, but um, they all took it a little too hard, right? I feel like, and I still love Donkey, yeah. But I guess it's I'm a YouTuber. I'm not a games media. I feel like that they're you know it's people just should be aware you know first that the of the war between games media traditional games media and YouTubers um, because it, it's a stupid war there shouldn't be one you know every like everybody's in this for the same reason um but also too like you know just be aware that you know people have varying opinions and that's okay not just yes. in you know what games you like but in life in general you know, like, we don't agree on everything, but that's okay. I have friends who, you know, I disagree with all the time, and that's okay. I almost I almost punched one of my dearest friends in the face because he <laughs> thinks that tipping housekeeping is dumb. I almost did that. But that's okay. I'm still his friend. I just learned that you have to leave a note when you say, uh, when you leave the tip. Yeah. 
I, I, because I'm like, why do they keep leaving this? <laughs> but they think it's changed. Yeah. So now, I, so now just, I screwed up. So it's just you know added up over the course of however long you. I were. know that's what I usually do, and apparently you're not supposed to do that because like one, mm-hmm. one housekeeping person. Yeah. Anyway, somebody asked, "Where is it? Are you in Vegas?" I lost it, but yes, we are in Vegas. Yes, we are. Uh, Pikachu says, "Well, I've seen some of the IGN guys uh, go on another. The whole Skyward Sword is crap. Yet the score on the site is well over eight. May have a nine point five. It has a Skyward Sword has a ten on IGN. Yeah, a lot of people don't like that. Yeah, that's like people say it's like one of the worst <laughs> like Zelda games. Yeah. 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 I mean. Yeah. I. 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 That. That's. A, I feel like that's another topic because. Um, they'll do that like if it's a big franchise like zelda yeah i think they expect it to be really good so they give it a really good review. well i feel like that's that's different that's a case of where you know games journalism is at odds with what the you know the average person the regular consumer is thinking i'll give you a movie example uh indiana jones and the kingdom of the crystal skull last i checked has like an 85 on rotten tomatoes Find somebody who likes that movie right now. Like, nobody does. Right. But yeah, it has a ridiculously high Rotten Tomato score. It has a ridiculously high box office return. But it, you know, everything that you're going to see about that is at odds uh, with what the general consensus is. That's why I just don't like scores. Right. That's why I don't review anything. I also don't review anything because we never get early copies of right. anything. Right, we don't. But uh, if I like something, I will tell you something special about it. Yeah. And if I hate something, I will tell you what is wrong with it. Right. But I, I'm not going to tell you like how much I like it. I, I can't rate something like that. Yeah. You know, it's more important to get a bit of information from a game than see a number and be like, okay, yeah. how do I feel about this? Um. So that's all I have to say about that. Uh, Tevia says, "Will any opinion on Homecoming as a whole?" And I will say, we will get to that in a minute. Yes. <laughs> but first, let's quickly run through any the uh, so. There's a Switch firmware situation. Okay. I need to know this because I just bought one. They discovered that there is an NES emulator built into the firmware. Really? Yes. It is called NES FLOG, which people stand, thinks stands for Future Log. Okay. So it's it's just an NES emulator built inside the firmware. That That's very good. So it's good there job. already. Now, this is a little bit confusing yes. because... Why is there an NES emulator and not a Super Nintendo emulator or a Game Boy emulator or any right. of these other things, you know? So, like, we, we – so that means that Virtual Console – a part of Virtual Console is there, but not the right. rest of Virtual Console. So why is it only NES? I guess – here's my theory. I, based, think, I think we're going to have the same theory. Based on the two minutes of you talking about it, because otherwise <laughs> I know nothing about this. Right. I feel like – the NES emulator was put in there as part of an early test. Okay. Like they were testing getting software emulation of their catalog titles on the Switch. That is a good theory. Um, but, yeah, it, it's, in my opinion, the Switch came out very early, like much sooner than it was probably ready for. And if you ask me, because of all the quirks, it's still a beta product. Because of that, they only had time to get nes emulation either up and running or at least started by the time the switch came out so snes emulation game boy emulation n64 gamecube all that stuff isn't ready for prime time just yet 
So when the whole big internet update that's supposed to come later this year or early next year, um, by the time that rolls around, hopefully the rest of the emulation will be ready to go. I don't think we know when the internet update's happening, but we right. know that the app's coming next year, early yes. next year. Uh, the, the mobile app. Right. I think that... Well, that's a very good theory, and I Thank kind you. of agree with that. But my original theory was that I think that they want to put the NES Classic as a whole, like that software, right. into the Switch because okay. they, they canceled it. So all of those games are going to be one one pack. app see, on on the uh, Switch. See when they and the same thing with the SNES when Classic. When they canceled the NES Classic, I said that it would be if they were did that but then release those games as a package bundle on the Switch virtual console for the same price. I would be okay with that, right. you know. And that would be a, a well, smart move. Well, it should be a little cheaper because you're not uh, buying yeah, hardware. Yeah, yeah, like forty dollars. Knowing Nintendo, they're not going to release it for cheaper. Right. Uh, I think that would be good. I, I would. I would yeah, like that. Absolutely. I might, you know, even buy that. And I have an NES Classic already. Right. So. See, yeah, I, I got all those. I got the 3DS Ambassador games. Yeah. So I have like twenty. Mm-hmm. I have some of those. Some of those are on there. Yeah. Uh, but no, I would like that. I would like Super. I would like the Super Nintendo Classic stuff on the Switch. Absolutely, that would be yeah. awesome too. Um, I think both of those options would be great. Some people are saying that because it is in, it, the NES firmware, because it, it, the the NES emulator is in the firmware. People are saying that the NES emulator is going to be its own app. So it would right. be like NES, Super NES, uh, Game Boy, which I think would be great yeah i think that it's, makes a, it's sense. the old virtual console way was each game was its own app yeah and the way the nes uh the switches um hud is laid out or its ui yeah. is laid out is that uh it, it's like the playstation the playstation 4 yeah just, just square, have a, a long, row of squares a long row of squares and that doesn't work when you have a million games yeah which is uh, uh, gonna happen to me uh so having one app that's like these are your nes games would be so much better yeah Sounds like a small thing, but it's a big deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, Graham says, test the NES first. Yep, so he agrees with you. Mm-hmm. Uh, he also said, agreed, Will. <laughs> uh, Tevye says, I think the Switch did come out way too early. I don't. I think it was a test because they wanted to roll it out slowly. Right. It sold really quickly, yes. more than they expected. However, it would have sold much more quickly if they did it towards the holidays. Yeah. So they're rolling it out a lot slower. Over a long period of time. They didn't want a big boom. Right. Even though they kind of they kind of had one anyway. Yeah, but I, the, the reason why I think it's still in beta for the most part is because there are things that you expect the console to either do or have that it just doesn't. It it is in yeah. beta. Yeah, for so. sure. It 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 is uh it is early. You're an yeah. early adopter if you Yeah. Can. I don't want to say it's too early because the games that are on it are great. Yeah. And it's a it works awesome but like you said it doesn't have the internet stuff. So. It doesn't have the internet stuff, doesn't have virtual console, the, um, the whole save game um, problem is like mm. that you can't transfer. Them. You can't you can't transfer things and things that like needs that. to be fixed with the internet. Yeah. There. Oh, AJ says the full app, so that's the internet app thing on your phone. Yeah, is coming next year. The trial version is coming along with Splatoon, which is important because yeah. it's gonna have the voice chat and you get that wacky adapter if you get the yeah. headset and the whole um, online subscription thing that they're doing for thirty bucks a year. 
one is, right. is that next year? Uh, I think that's next year. That right. that's uh yes, yes. Yeah, which yeah. is that people are going to be upset about that yeah. because they're going to be used to it being free, and then yeah. one day it's going to cost money. Well, and then they, you know, pissed. in fairness, Nintendo has been very open about the fact that like we're going to start charging for this. Um, we have to delay it just so that you know. But right, uh, Zan Man, where'd he go? I hope Sunshine is going to be on the Switch soon. I haven't played that game in in a long while. I also that is one of my anticipated virtual console games. Mm-hmm. Uh, Phase COD Four Jev, <laughs> great name. The PS Vita has more features than the Switch, and it's old. Come on, Nintendo. Well, that's because it's been out for a while. Yeah, I mean, but but that's fair. Also, I don't know if it has more features. It it can't plug into a TV. It can't plug into example. a TV. You have to get that's like an important. Feature. You have to get stupid proprietary memory cards, which are at this point more expensive than a Vita itself. That is true um, too. I forgot about but, that. But I mean, you can do things like transfer saves and have more than one memory card, the, and you know, you can if you delete the game, you can re-download it no problem. The cross buy is one of the the cross buy and cross save is one of the best things on the right. Vita, and it kind of makes up for it not being able to plug into a TV. Yeah. Because uh, you could just a, a lot of the games you can play on your PS4 uh-huh. with cross buy and cross save, uh, but unfortunately not all games do that. Yeah. Uh, Rainbow Vader, what do you guys think about the Wii U becoming this generation version of the Dreamcast? <laughs> they had a very uh, similar situation. They are both great hardwares with great titles that were over uh, underlooked. I wouldn't say that the Wii U is great hardware. The G- no. the Dreamcast is great hardware. Yes, I wouldn't say that the Wii U is great hardware, and I think that was its biggest downfall. That was part of it, and a lot of the marketing because the they, people marketing, thought it was just the an add on to the Wii. The tablet was, I think, too much. Right. That um, and that is that is poor. That is part of the hardware, and that is poor. Yeah. I mean, you it's all, you also got to look at it. You know, at the time when Sega released the Dreamcast, you know, they just got done with the Saturn, which was a failure. So they tried to make their comeback, but by then it was too late. Nintendo was riding off of the success of the Wii, the most successful video game system ever. So they tried to, you know, replicate the success, but it didn't work the second time. Right. So we mm-hmm. expected more from Nintendo at that point. I, I always get confused. I think the PS2 did better than the Wii. It might have. I, I, I think the Wii's actually four, and in between are DSs, like the 3DS and the DS. Right. No, I think you're right. Because I, I always I because I always think the Wii did, was the best of all yeah. time, but I think the PS2 beat it by like a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So, oh, AJ says, I hate the Dreamcast controller. You're stupid. It's a great controller. The I, problem with the controller is that it doesn't have an analog stick on the right side. The problem with the controller is that the cord comes out on the wrong end, and you got to like do the little thing. What do you mean? Oh, it comes out of the bottom. Yeah, yeah that's dumb. Yeah, no, the Dreamcast controller. It's, oh, it has it has a thing. You bend it. Yeah, as a thing. Yeah, the Dreamcast controller is an okay controller. I don't think it's as bad as everybody says it is, but I think it is awesome because it paved the way for the Xbox controller, which is the most important controller in video games. Right. <laughs> Actually, I wouldn't say that. The and the uh, the D pad. Yeah, the the, the, N- the NES. The the Nintendo D pad. Yeah. Uh, the Game and Watch. Game and Watch. Yeah. Yes, that is that is. Very important. Um, Ultimate Jellyman, do you have any thoughts on why Nintendo won't release any games in HD collections? I understand they want their flagship franchises to have big HD updates for 60 Dead Presidents, but the smaller games. Because they're all perfect already. I mean, but I see what he's saying. You know, just maybe not like, you know, the full HD version of, you know... Uh, what, what was the game I was thinking of that? You gotta talk towards the mic. Right. <laughs> <laughs> 
like, you know, completely redraw all the sprites and stuff. You know, don't do that. But at least get these games up and running in HD, like, so we can play them on the Wii U and the Switch. Well, they should that do that in Virtual Console. But right. I, I don't think they should do something like reskin Mario 64. No, no, not that. You know, like, yeah. that, Just that like, game is... I, I've trashed that game a lot, and it has the worst textures I've ever seen. But the mechanics are fine. Yeah. As long as you're not using an N64 controller. So... The mechanics are all perfect in all of their games, right. <laughs> for the most part. So I don't think they need HD updates. I think they just need to be able to play on HD TVs and not have the uh, lag input that occurs when you try to hook up an NES to. A That's HD fair TV. enough. They could do that in a virtual console, right? So we don't need an HD updates. Yeah, we just need them to be upscaled in virtual console. Mm-hmm. That that is the Wolf Den consensus stamp of, of approval yes on that uh okay now let's get into spider-man homecoming what time is it it's uh 6 40 okay let's make this quick all right we're gonna try to not do spoilers and then we'll get into spoilers yeah it was very good yes it was uh how good was it will um <laughs> <laughs> okay i still think spider-man 1 and 2 are great films but it is i feel like it is right up there with it it's a different kind of spider-man it is very different very than different. I have ever seen Spider-Man yes. in my life. I think what was throwing people off is just how uh, upbeat it is. Because, like, the Raimi films and the Mark Webb films are, like, very serious. Right. And, like, very, like, at times dark and dramatic. And this has, like, drama and stuff in it. But it's very light. And in all, in all honesty, it's a kid's movie. Yeah. It's very much a movie it, it, about kids for kids. I'd say aged up. It's like teens. A little, a little it's a bit. Teen movie. Yeah, but I mean, this is something. Because like, the other Marvel films are about adults and adult problems and things like that. This is very clearly uh, for kids, which is fine. You know, that's Spider Man. Again, always, I'd say teens. Spider Man <laughs> has always skewed younger anyway. So. I think, I said that this is like no, no Spider-Man movie I've ever seen before. Right. But it nails Spider-Man. It certainly, completely. yeah. Tom Holland might just be the best live action. I've been saying this a lot, but he might just solidify him as the best live action Spider-Man. He, like, because the Sam Raimi films, those are very dark. Yeah. And Tobey Maguire wasn't like the, the talky, like making jokes all the yeah, time. No. Like Spider-Man. Tom Holland is... And it's still dark at times. Right. The Spider-Man formula is funny, dark, funny, dark. Right. You know, like long stretches of funny and then a little bit of dark. But not only that, like, you have to remember, because Peter Parker is a nerd, and he's picked on all the time, and he has the worst luck. You don't want to be like Peter Parker. Spider-Man, on the other hand, he makes jokes, he's fun, you know, he's cool. You want to be more like Spider-Man. And the Sam Raimi movies, Tobey Maguire was a good Peter Parker, bad Spider-Man. The Mark Webb movies, Andrew Garfield was a good Spider-Man, bad Peter Parker. Really bad Peter Parker. And this one, Tom Holland is able to capture both, and he's able to, like, meld the two in a way that, like, it's easy, it's easy, you can easily go in and out of them. Yeah, Andrew Garfield was a terrible Peter Parker. He's, I forgot about that. I was talking to my friend about it, and he's like, yo, he's a really bad Peter Parker. In Spider-Man 2, he was, like, a hot shot, like, cool guy. Yeah. And I was like, who is this guy? Yeah, he was, like, Peter with Parker. the Edward Cullen hair, and, like, he's... Peter Parker does a skateboard. Peter Parker has never like picked like fought Flash Thompson in his life. Yeah, you know, Flash Thompson was awesome. Yeah, he was totally different. He was than very I've different. Ever seen. But 
it, it, it was still a bully. He was it just worked, a different type. It was a it modern bully. So, yeah, it was a modern was, bully. Yeah. He was an asshole. Yeah. And it was awesome. It makes me wonder, like, because I, I just I did my video today on uh, Venom Circle of Four, which just features the Flash Thompson Venom. And I'm yes. like, can he do Flash that Thompson Venom? That would be so That would be cool. really weird, but I'd be into that. I think they should just not have Eddie Brock and just go right to Flash Thompson. Yeah. But, not that, but have him be like the Eddie Brock Venom. That would be interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Because what's the difference yeah. anyway? <laughs> um, but no, Flash Thompson was... That was one of my favorite, like, original twists. Yeah. Like, they they did a lot of their own original... Like, the Vulture. Yeah. That was insane. Yeah. I, that was another... I've never seen him like that. Yeah. Uh, what's his name? Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton, yeah. Amazing. Michael, Ke- Michael Keaton's one of those actors, like, you know he's good in, like, everything he's done. Right. But people only really know him for Batman and Beetlejuice. But, like, now that he's starting to, like, come back in, like, a big way with this and Birdman and The Founder and all these other things, you're reminded of, like, oh, that's right. Michael Keaton freaking rocks. Right. So. Uh, the love interest was there. Yeah. wasn't a big part of it, I don't it, think. It surprisingly wasn't, which is interesting because as Peter Parker's love life is a big deal. Um, it becomes a big deal towards the end. Yes. But uh, for the most part... That's not what I was thinking about when I was watching the movie. Right. They didn't focus on it as much as all the other movies did, which I think is good. Because this movie right. had to be different in every single way it can. It could be. Uh, and it was. Who is this little psychic guy, Ned? Ned. Ned Leeds. Awesome. Yes. Yes. Very good. He had the right amount of comedic time and they didn't overuse him. And he's not even like a thing that Spider-Man needs. Spider-Man no. does not need a dude with him. He no. doesn't need a sidekick. No, he doesn't need a best friend, but he had one, and he it's had, good that he had one. That kind of made it more like a teen, like, yeah. you know, like Disney movie kind yeah. of deal. But it worked very mm-hmm. well. And that's the thing, like, we keep saying it's for kids or teens. Yeah. I'm saying teens because it was a little dirty. It was, yeah. like, that's a movie where if, if I was, like, nine and I came with my parents, I'd be embarrassed at some points. I guess so. But, I mean, at the same time, I feel like it's nothing too extreme it's, right. it's nothing ex, you know overly explicit you know th- there's a porn joke at one point but that other, was awesome but other than that <laughs> penis uh, parker penis parker well i mean like come on you're nine you're saying right. you're if you know somebody named peter you're calling him penis anyway so yeah i don't i don't think it's anything like you could take kids of all ages to see this it's not like winter soldier i would not take a nine-year-old to see no. winter soldier no 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 but this movie was amazing. Yes. A lot of people... I know a lot of people who didn't like it. Yeah. And I feel like if you don't like Spider-Man, you're just not gonna... You just There's just no way for you yeah. to enjoy anything with Spider-Man in it. And that's the thing. Spider-Man hasn't had any good stories since <laughs> Spider-Man 2. Yeah. The Sam Raimi one. <laughs> there has been no good Spider-Man it's, stories. It's been very... I mean, there are... People like Spectacular Spider-Man the show. I like Spectacular Spider-Man the show. I thought it was... All right. I th- you liked it because it was made by the people who made Kim Possible. No, it wasn't. It wasn't? It wasn't. Not even the... the no, different, completely different. Well, it looks like Kim Possible. It, Screw it, you. The, um, no, the character design was by Sean Cheeks Galloway. I don't know uh, I don't know who does Kim Possibles, but that was... Spectac- I figured you know who did Kim Possibles no, and Spectacular, Spider-Man. Spectacular Spider-Man's uh, character design was by comic book artist Sean Galloway, who's very good at everything he does. Um... But yeah, no, it's like Spider-Man has that good stuff, but like the amount of good stuff he's had compared to a lot of the bad stuff he's had sometimes gets overshadowed by all the bad stuff. So the fact that, you know, Spider-Man 3 didn't, wasn't the movie it should have been. 
Uh, Mark Webb's Spider-Man movies were too busy trying to chase trends rather than be good Spider-Man movies. Um, and now the fact that he's finally uh, back in the graces of Marvel, where he belongs, because part of the appeal of Spider-Man is his relationship to the greater Marvel Universe. You know, everyone else is off globetrotting and going intergalactic. Um, and Spider-Man has done that, but for the most part, he's a very New York character and he's centralized in New York for the most part. You know, so you get like the street level perspective that, you know, Marvel has kind of done with uh, the Netflix shows, but, you know, this is on a much better, much more um, well-known scale. I feel like later they can go into darker territory. Oh, but yeah. But for now, it had the perfect amount of dark. Yeah. Which wasn't that much. It wasn't that much. There's a twist at the end, that towards the end, which uh, we won't get into right now. But like, I don't think it, we need to do spoilers. I think we kind of nailed everything. Okay. Well, yeah. there's a there's a twist at the end. Where, like People I, who saw it will know. What I wasn't expecting about. it, but the second it happened, the theater went quiet. And everyone was like, whoa. I expected it. Really? The twist, yeah. The second he... The, the second... He walked up to it. I was yeah. like, I, I was like, I get this, but I was expecting it ten minutes before that. But once that was happening, I was like, Oh, this is gonna be awesome. <laughs> yeah, and it was just like very like, what's gonna happen? What's going on? And then it, it sort of just like snowballed out of control from there slowly. I would say, but you know, it worked really well. It worked awesome. Yeah. and this was very much a Marvel movie, but it was different than a lot of the other Marvel yes. movies we've seen so I far. I feel like the Marvel movies since. Uh, Winter Soldier have been starting to fall into like this trend. Like they've all started to become a little samey in a way. They've been over reliant on humor. Um, a lot of times, so Guardians of the Galaxy was over reliant on humor. The, I liked it a lot, right? But, but it the was. first one, like that, worked. The for second the first one, one. yeah. The second, the one second was. one. I mean, I, look, I like all the Marvel movies, even the bad ones. But lately, they've been. You know, just falling into like this really bad trend of like the humor and a, and a sameness and like kind of a staleness in a way. Like, I did not think Doctor Strange was as good as Ant Man. Oh, I thought which it was like way I know, better than Ant Man. Which I know a lot of people that like. I thought Ant Man was actually a lot more clever and unique. Well, than you've Doctor never Strange seen Tower Heist one. with Eddie Murphy. I have and, never uh, seen Tower what's Heist. His name? Yeah, what's his name? Ben Stiller. Ben Stiller. Yeah. I guess I haven't. Yeah, that's, but, why, that's um, why you liked it. But like Doctor Strange was like. I mean, everybody says it was similar to Iron Man, but with magic, and it kind of was. But like that, I felt like, used the humor to its detriment. Civil War, I really like Civil War, but it wasn't as good as Winter Soldier was. It Winter Soldier was it should have pivotal been, Marvel movie. It should have been a darker movie than it was. It still could have like had jokes and stuff, but it should have been darker than it was. Um, but like Homecoming now is like the first, it's the first Phase 3 uh, Marvel movie, and it's the first one since Winter Soldier that I feel like there's starting to get back on track. This wasn't like a big uh, Spider-Man movie. Like I was saying, Bob Chipman before when he was reviewing it, like it doesn't really necessarily say anything like important, but at the same time, it doesn't need to. Like it was just good at what it set out to do. And what it set out to do was remind people why Spider-Man is great and to bring him into the Marvel universe. I think that they set up this movie to try to go back and do more of the Spider-Man Civil War stuff. Yeah. Or they pretty much opened it up so anything could happen. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's great. It looks like... I think they've even said... I think Marvel's even said that uh, Spider-Man 
is the second Spider-Man is going to be the next wave of Marvel movies. Yeah, after phase, phase four. Yeah, phase four after all the stuff they have slated. Yeah, Marvel's going to be the new Captain America. He's going to be the new Spider-Man is going to be the new Captain. America. Yeah, what did I say? Marvel. Marvel. <laughs> Spider-Man's going to be the new Captain America. I think Spider-Man's going to be the the main Absolutely. Marvel yeah. and. That's exactly where he should be. Yeah. And that makes me really happy. Yes, because Spider Man is going to be the center point of all of the Marvel right, stuff. Right, which he should have always been. Yes. I Spider Man used to be my favorite hero mm-hmm. until everything he was in was terrible. Yeah. <laughs> and then Batman was so much better. Yeah. <laughs> but now Batman movies are terrible. So. Yeah, so like I'm so excited to get good Spider-Man yes. stuff and for him to be the center focus of all this stuff. Spe- Spider-Man is amazing. Speaking of which, um, I didn't read it yet, but Spider-Man 2 first issue came out today. Really? Yes, I have to still buy that. So I've said that everything Spider-Man's been in is trash, except for Spider-Man. Yes. Spider-Man, Spider-Man is fantastic. Is great. Oh, also, Ultimate Spider-Man with Miles Morales is yes, good Yes, that's very good. And that's why Spider-Man is good. Yes. And apparently, uh, you know, I don't know if I should say this because it might be a little bit of a spoiler. What? But, uh... There's some ties to Miles Morales. Yes, there is. They don't say Miles Morales. They don't in the say, whole movie, but like, but one character. Afterwards, you go on Wikipedia and you can yeah. be like, oh, there's, Miles. there's there's a hint at it. Uh, we were watching it in the theater. I leaned over to my fiance and I like re- told her like what the reference was. She's like, oh, okay, yeah. So so it's it's not something that you yeah it's not obvious, catch, but if yeah. you know the reference, it's like a good yeah. So that's awesome. Yes, that that's possible. Imagine two Spider Men. Yeah. Or they make a Spider-Man movie. A Spider-Verse movie. Spider-Verse. That'd that. be a little much. Don't that, that would be. I, I'm, I'm also excited that the X-Men is just as confusing as the comics and the yes, TV show. Yes. Absolutely. That timeline, the Cinematic the, Universe timeline, makes absolutely no sense. The next, they're, they're gearing up to do Dark Phoenix, the next X-Men movie, again. I mean, I don't but know. Wolverine's not going to be in it. Yeah, no. Or is he? We don't uh, know. We don't know. We Probably don't know not. Either. I don't know. X-Men's a whole other can of worms. All right, so we're done? Yes, we're done. Okay. Uh, let's go to the chat here. Yeah. Uh, somebody said something. Graham says, The best part of Homecoming was that Vulture was a brilliant villain who is exactly what a good villain should be. You 100% agree with what he wants. I don't know about that. 100% disagree with what he is doing to get it. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, yes, I agree absolutely, with that. Absolutely, yeah. That no, it, he's, he's a working class man. He's blue collar. He, you know, feels... You know, he feels like that the guys up top, that the big superheroes are like, you know, pushing him to the side and pushing their agenda, whereas he's trying to, you know, just provide for his family. Um, and it works. It makes sense. And he winds up being, you know, a complete monster about it. Um, but it's handled very well. I slap cats. <laughs> says, I really disliked the new bully in Spider-Man Homecoming. I liked the idea of a new and modern Spider-Man and everything. But then this really weird, crazy 80s bully, like in Back to the Future... I don't think he was like a crazy 80s bully. No. Uh, he wasn't like Biff at all. Because no. Biff was, was violent. Biff was Biff was physical. This new Flash Thompson was not. No, he's just an asshole. Yeah. That's, that's all a, he is that's is the an thing. asshole. Like, and I think that it's perfect. Because when we when we used to think about like bullies in popular culture, they would, you know, they would be violent, whether or not they'd actually beat the crap out of somebody or just like shove them into a locker or you know, do or like put their head in the toilet or things like that. Nowadays, modern day bullying is all verbal. Like verbally picking on people and like right. harassing them online and things like that. And I, I rewatched the scene where Spider Man beats up Flash Thompson in the Sam Raimi movie. Yeah, and that is a dumb scene. <laughs> it was cool when I watched it the first time, right. but now it is dumb. It's like 
what was that early 2000s that was like 2002 it looks like it it's like yeah. almost 90s yeah it, it, it's 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 bad. So and I'm so happy that they didn't do that. Fun fact about that Flash Thompson, he is currently he he was playing in the same Raimi Spider-Man movies by the man who's going to be playing Deathstroke and the sexiest man on the planet, Joe Manganiello. Really? Yes. He is not the sexiest man on the planet in that. No, he he's not. Spiky hair and like and like uh, wristbands. Like, yeah, because wristbands are not sexy. Let me yeah, tell you. No, you got a, you got a, a gauntlet and an Apple Watch. <laughs> yeah. I am just drowning in my fiance. <laughs> Drowning in my fiance is what you just said. Right. That's a word that just came out of Well, because I'm clearly not drowning in women. I'm drowning in your farts right now. Well, yeah, I've been gassy a lot. Also, she's right over there off camera, so if I say I'm drowning in women, she's going to give me a really bad look. Uh, Mikachu says, Was refreshing to see a superhero movie villain that didn't get powers of, of day and 10 seconds later masters them? Oh, get powers! Oh, kinda, get powers in a day. He kind of did. Well, no, because it um, it takes place you know eight years after the Avengers, where like you see him say like it's time we start changing the way we do things. So oh, it's implied I that I like over that. the span of eight years, he's that's there was he, eight like, years since the New York incident. Yes. Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, which is weird because this goes into another um, tangent, but like that eight years, because according to the Marvel Cinematic Universe, the Avengers took place in 2012. Eight years after that is 2020. But this movie allegedly takes place in 2016. Okay. Yeah, so the timeline's <laughs> all messed up and stuff. One thing I didn't like about this movie, and this happens with a lot of Marvel movies and a yeah. lot of modern movies, that first scene or the first few scenes, the pacing was crazy fast. Yeah. They went, they just fired through a lot of stuff. Yeah. One thing that I really liked was they didn't tell you anything about Spider-Man's origin. Right. They just assumed because that you, knew you it was should happening. already know it. And I am so happy yes. they did that. That was great. Yeah. And and they touched on it in Civil War. They did. So they gave you all that you needed. And they they sort of like he has a line in it when Ned finds out that he's Spider-Man, which is not a spoiler, it's in all the trailers, and he says like you can't say anything. You know what my Aunt May's been through like she couldn't handle this and you know you should know what she's been through that's another thing the trailers ruined some of this movie the trailers yes. ruined absolutely ruined that uh, fairy scene yeah totally ruined that scene because mm-hmm. there was a surprise in it that they set up to be like a surprise that you saw yeah. in the trailer so it was like of course I knew it. actually there's two and you knew they're both with Iron Man yeah and, and you knew that, that they were both gonna happen yeah so it was that was dumb um, Scott says the characters were all uncreative and cliche. No, the plot was full of holes. There's way too much focus on Iron Man. I mean, I could go on for days, but point is, it isn't a good movie. I completely disagree. Uh, I think the characters were creative and not cliche. Yeah, I feel like like the bully being an asshole and not a physical bully. Yeah, that isn't cliche. I feel like with Iron Man, I, there, there was too much tech. There was too much well, Iron Man tech. That, that's two different things. Iron, uh, Tony Stark, the character, Robert Downey Jr., uh, he's not in it enough, I feel, to be distracting. He's in it just enough to, A, remind people that this takes place in the Marvel Universe that you've known since Iron Man came out. And two, he now serves as a mentor to this version of Spider-Man. Somebody who's you know watching her, because Spider-Man's only like 15 years old. He's kind of passing the torch. Yeah, exactly. So I think the next one's going to have a big... A lot of Captain America. 
next Spider-Man movie? Or the next... I think the next time we see Spider-Man, there's going to be a lot of buddy-buddy with Captain America. I Probably. I think, yeah. yeah. They're going to kind of pass Spider-Man around. Yeah. Um, what else was I going to say? In terms of, like, the Spider-Man suit being, like, completely, like, technologically advanced, I agree with you. Um, it's... Spider-Man has always been about, like, him putting together the suit himself because he's poor. And a lot right. of the drama is, like, can he afford web shooters? Can he, like, he make this... Repair the suit in time? And things like that. So to have, like, a... Um, a really high-tech suit kind of goes against, like, the everyman aspect of Spider-Man. That being said, I do like some of the, the things that they do with it. Um, I love the fact that he uh, his eyes squint. Yes. And he's got the web wings that they, that they actually function. The squinting is amazing. Yeah. That was really uh, good. I think that a lot of that is set up part of his storyline in Civil War. What do you How mean? he gets the Tony Stark suit, yeah, the Iron Spider suit. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, it, you you see some of that in the movie. I don't want yeah. to get too into it, but you see some of that, mm-hmm. uh, and I think that's good because we lost that in Civil War, yeah. And now we're gonna get some of that back, mm-hmm. and that's it is very important to the story. Um, Noah Macaulay. What I don't get is in Civil War he was totally familiar with his powers, going toe to toe with some Avengers, but now he he's not comfortable with his powers. It doesn't make sense, but I love the movie. No, I think he was very comfortable with his powers. I think it was he the was, suit. He wasn't comfortable with the, the suit, suit at all. Yeah. yeah. Because, you know, that was part of... That's part of, like, Peter Parker, you know, thinking he... You know, overstepping his, you know, boundaries. You know, he thought he could handle this high-tech suit. Like, everything the suit has to throw at it. But he's learning, like, all these things about it. He didn't know. Right. Like, we're there. All right. I mean, we're already in the chat. Yeah. This is the part where we talk to the chat. Actually, I have a new segment I'd like to call Tweet of the Week. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Uh... I found a good tweet, and I want to talk about it. That's it. Okay. That's, that's the segment. Tweet of the week right here. Let me pull it up. Got a very complicated setup here. This is oh. by Glenn <laughs> O'Neill, who is the... What is he? I forgot what he does. Oh, the Yeti. He's co-founder of the Yeti, which is a t-shirt website. Oh, nice. Uh, Modern Transformer names. Head Cannon. Amazon Prime. Subtweet, Vaporwave, Redditor, Rideshare, Geocache, Hashtag, Spambot, and Cosplay. Those are, those would be Transformers names if they were created nowadays, guaranteed. Yes. But I, like, what would they transform into? Because even the old Transformers with their dumb names kind of you know fit with what the car they were transforming so head into. cannon would turn into like uh, a tank with a cannon on its head or the whole thing looks like a head but it is a tank right uh amazon prime would be a drone oh yeah uh subtweet submarine oh there you go yeah vaporwave would be a boombox yeah uh redditor would be a laptop or a computer or something. yeah uh rideshare would probably just like car car whatever the most common uh uber or lyft car lincoln town car yeah. or a toyota camry um geocache would probably be a car like a truck maybe like a, like a garbage truck or yeah something. or some sort of like town official truck yeah um because i i associate geocache with like parks and stuff right uh hashtag that's a tough one like a server farm there you go. <laughs> this is one big server <laughs> form. Um, spam bot. I that, have no that idea. wouldn't transform. That would just be that, that robot from Transformers last night that's just a 
a walking C-3PO knockoff. This one is, he's a, a can opener. Yeah. Cosplay. He nope. changes all the time. Like, he's a different car <laughs> yeah, every week. he's like a chameleon. Um, speaking of Transformers, um, at uh, San Diego Comic-Con at the Hasbro booth, there's going to be a $50 limited edition Optimus Prime designed by Paul Rodriguez's uh, primitive brand skateboards. Oh, wow. It's pretty much just black and gold. Oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, okay, so if you're not here with us, you can go comment on the, the last week's Wolf Den Live or mm-hmm. whatever you're watching. If you're watching us right now, comment below. Um, if you're watching us live, we're talking to you in the chat anyway. Or you can use the hashtag Wolf Den Live on Twitter, which I don't have. Oh, yes, I do. I have it up. I promise. Speaking of what you, we haven't uh, updated the Wolf Den Live playlist on. Did it stop? It's supposed to be automatic. I mean, on the front page, it's just up to 77. Oh, it's supposed to be automatic. That's dumb. It's supposed to take anything with the title Wolf Den Live. And just automatically put it in. And just automatically put it in. Should look into that. So that's why I never look yeah. at it, because it's just supposed to be freaking automatic. All right, but we do have comments from last week, such as Matt Lisko. I think Ghost Recon and For Honor might be so high because for three months it was free with the purchase of any NVIDIA graphics card. That is very There cool. you go. Oh, wow. I'm surprised how many people buy NVIDIA graphics cards. <laughs> Aren't they supposed to be like one of the top brands? Or They are. I mean, yeah. it is the top brand graphics card, yeah. but... Uh, how well, I mean, yeah, you're buying graphics cards often. Yeah, yeah, you know, they're PC, expensive. PC gaming, you know, you gotta update. It's like you know, your buying graphics a cards. new console. Yeah, every six months, but it's cheaper than buying a new console. And Did these... you know that you can build a you can build a gaming PC that's more powerful than an Xbox One and a PS4 combined, all for two hundred bucks. I feel like I'm being bullied right now. So <laughs> as long as you don't put this, 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 and this in it, if you want it to be great, you got to put this, 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 this in it, and that'll cost you about five thousand dollars, but it's worth it. People just go for the best one, like the 1080. And yeah. Now they go for the 1080 Ti, and those are like a thousand dollars. Yeah. So like what a thousand dollars a year you're gonna dump into yeah. this thing, and that's what they're doing. Yeah. It's like it's crazy. Gun collectors, like no. Why is it like gun collectors? Because all right, let's say you know you you buy a gun, you just need the gun. You don't need the laser scope and the sight. And, you know, the, the, the prime stock Those are two and all very these expensive hobbies. Yeah. Is what you're talking about. Pretty much. Unnecessarily expensive hobbies. Okay, fine. You can get just what you need with, like, the basic model, but no, can't do that. I don't think we talked about it last week. Samoan Stig tweeted using the hashtag Wolfden Live. Waffles or pancakes? The correct answer is waffles. Yes. You like waffles. I, I like, like waffles. waffles. I have to say, when you're putting stuff on, when you're making fancy things. Yeah. For example, a Cinestack at IHOP. Mm-hmm. I'd go for that. I, I mean, I had pancakes this morning for breakfast. You um, can't really do much fancy stuff with waffles. Right. The problem with waffles is that not every restaurant has a waffle iron. So most of the time, they don't offer waffles. And they have to be the good type of waffles, though. Yeah. Because, like, there's a very specific mix yeah. that is the good stuff. I'll tell you this. I've had some bad waffles, and there's yeah. nothing more disappointing than a bad waffle. But I very much enjoy yes. Waffle House. If I wake up at 7.30 uh, tomorrow for breakfast with the parents, then I'm getting good waffles. Not doing that. <laughs> Uh, Jor- Jorim Palmer using the hashtag Wolf Live. You guys rock, and so will Mario plus Rapids. <laughs> uh, and then he used less than a hundred likes on your last live stream. What is wrong with people? I don't know. Hmm. We don't. I just we don't get a lot of engagement except for when we're actually streaming. Yeah. Uh, from last week, uh, Muhammad Hader. What's the dumbest way you guys have lost money in Vegas so far? We put. Four hundred dollars. Yes, we all pooled money together. We put yeah. four hundred dollars on four individual numbers. Yes, 
and that was dumb yes that was very dumb it was like a birthday or something yeah and and it was that was very dumb and then we and then we did it again so we did we did it the first night we came here and then the next night we did it again but i did the fortress if you have it if you don't know what the fortress is go on youtube and look up game grumps the fortress of solitude and it is a pivotal thing if you ever want to play roulette but that is when you uh bet on one number and you just make a fortress around it so you bet on all the numbers around it too and uh we won and then we lost yeah so we lost a lot of money. Yeah. The second time it wasn't 400 It was only like 100 bucks. Yeah, but still. Uh, but personally, I, I'm even right now. I broke even. I won 100 So you're so up on I'm up, I'm up 100 Well, there you go. So I went down and up. Yeah. So tonight, I'm going to lose everything. Though. Yeah. Simone Stig, hashtag Wolf in the Lab. This is the last hashtag. Have you ever played with a Nintendo DS? Have you ever played a, a Nintendo DS with emulators on it? Yes. I think it would be the perfect retro gaming handle. It is. Yes. It is fa- a regular DS, not a 3DS. Right. A 3DS is fine too, but a regular DS Lite with an R4 in it yes. is awesome. It's fantastic. Yeah, because you, you could just download um, you just download the software and it just goes onto the SD card. Yeah. It's freaking perfect. Um, I would actually recommend if you can get a DSi XL because those are large, larger screen. Um, but otherwise, yeah, along those lines. DSi. Oh, yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes. I think the light because you can just stick it in your pocket. That too, yeah. I Because the XL has the bigger screen. So, yeah. depend, depending on who you are. Uh, all right, you're still. Using I'm still, last I'm week. still in last week's. Um, I'm going to look at the Instant chat. noodles. I subscribe. Thank you. We like that. We, we always. I also like instant noodles. Yeah. Uh, wait, I just. Saw Except one. I like the Morrow Chan ones. Yeah. Darth Plagueis, Bob and Will, what's your favorite Star Wars ships? Ships. Ships. X-Wing. Yeah, X-Wing. Falcon. Oh, what's Dash Rendar's? Outright. Yeah, the Outrider. I like that. I think Poe Dameron's black X-Wing might be my favorite. Yeah? I really like the black X-Wing. That is a good X-Wing. His X-Wing looks a lot like Luke's X-Wing in that one of the last Dark Horse comics. Yeah, it's really weird because, like, in the last Dark Horse um, ongoing Star Wars series, which is just called Star Wars, I did a video on it uh, before Force Awakens came out. Um, there was a Black Ops X-wing squadron, and they all had black X-wings. Yeah, and they're very similar. They're to Poe very, Cameron's. yeah. It's like weird how, like, I don't think they took inspiration from the Dark Horse series at all, but like, it's just very weird how like that was able to and work. And they're great. They look awesome. yeah, they look amazing. My favorite Star Wars ship of all time is the Volvo that you can unlock in Rogue Squadron. Yes. <laughs> Uh, blah, blah, blah. Um, C Dems one two six. So, did you change your mind about arms? I'm on the fence on this game, as w- as in whether or not to pick it up. Have we what? Have you changed your mind about arms? No, I'm not. Lying. <laughs> I completely. I'm over that. Yeah. I'm waiting for Splatoon, which is like very soon. Or oh, oh no, the the uh, the Splatfest or whatever it's called. Did you uh, audibly fart? I probably did. <laughs> <laughs> what is it the Splatfest? what are they calling it oh the the the, the, the test fire yeah. test fire uh that is like friday so i'm gonna play oh yeah that. i'm excited for that noah says waffles that should be a Splatfest theme that would be it would be waffles yeah. or pancakes mm-hmm. the, the one for the test fire is uh ice cream or cake Ooh. so obviously it's ice cream yeah but i mean like if if you're in the mood for cake and you want like real cake, you can get a good cake. Yeah, there are good cakes, but nine times out of ten, ice cream. 
Why can't don't they just, fight me. Why can't they just come together and have ice cream cake? Oh yeah. <laughs> or or a la mode. Uh, live to rock. Thoughts on Batman: The White Knight by SM, SGM. So, Sean, Sean, Sean Gordon Murphy. Yeah. I want to read that. I really like him. I was gonna. I was actually going to do a video on that um, before I didn't. You know, wasn't able to finish my script in time. I'm gonna read it because Sean, Mor- Sean Murphy is like one of those people. Like I have to read everything he does. I'm, I, I'm tired of the idea that it's Batman's fault for all the problems in Gotham City. That's one of those like you know. I think I'm smarter than people who read comics. Uh, even though I read comics things where, like, they say, like, well, if it wasn't for Batman, then there wouldn't be, you know, all this problem in Gotham City. Really? He's just adding to it. No. Like, Batman adapts himself to the problems that are in Gotham City. The reason why they, Gotham has a Batman to begin with is because crime in Gotham is so bad, they needed a Batman in the first place. Um, Chris Sim on com- from Comics Alliance did a really great article explaining that. And there's an episode of Batman, the animated series, um, where the the inmates of Arkham put Batman on trial and say, we are only, the only reason why we're like this is because of you. And the district attorney at the time who's defending Batman, like comes out and says, no, you people would have been criminals regardless. Your gimmicks may have been different, but you still would have been yeah, criminals. The thing. And then they wouldn't be super criminals. Yeah. They would be, you'd still be criminals. criminals. But then even then the inmates of Arkham are like, yeah, no, she's right. Not guilty. <laughs> That, that that's that's a good point. Bat like they would still be criminals, but they adapt to the heroes. They're yeah. super criminals now because they are superheroes. They would be regular criminals, and they wouldn't be fighting like right now. They I mean they they do crime, they kill people. Yeah, but they also target the superheroes. Right, they would be targeting more civilians. Right, if there were no superheroes. I mean, they kind of talk about that in Batman Begins, where um you know Gordon says you no, know, the whole movie like it makes it very clear Gotham's a very crime ridden um, place. But then Gordon at the end says, well, what about escalation? You know, you come here, you're all about theatrics. What if we get more theatrics? And then Batman's like, I'll I'll take them on. <laughs> uh, Viper says McFarlane gets far too much love. Yes, spaghetti webbing in quotes. And the eyes are great, but he couldn't draw Peter or the supporting cast. But he draws, like, the best Spider-Man. He, yeah, he's, Tom McFarlane was one of the best Spider-Man. The reason why Tom McFarlane is so well-loved um, as a Spider-Man artist is because at the time, everybody was still drawing the John Romita template of Spider-Man. He was the first person who, sa- who like, came in and said, like, we sh- we- it's the 90s, why are we still drawing this like it's the 60s? So, like, he made, gave Mary Jane, like, this big hair and stuff. He and made he, things like, really complicated. Yeah, he made things complicated. His people are weird. Yeah, his people his are Spider-Man weird. Spider-Man is really good. Yeah. Uh, who, who's that guy that... People don't like him. Uh, Ramos? Ramos. Does um, he do, like, the, the cartoon he's Yeah, Umberto Ramos. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I really like his Spider-Man. Yeah, he's really good. But he also makes weird people. He does. But, again, Spider-Man is cartoony. Yeah. And that's when he's at his best. Yeah. And, again, this movie, very cartoony. Yes. Um... You're still in, in last week's? Uh, am I still in last week's? Uh, we actually have a lot from last week. Yeah, I picked like two more. Okay. Um, let's see here. Juan Diaz. Love the thumbnail. If you uploaded yourself drawing these on here, I would totally watch them. I think a lot of people aren't on Discord or Twitch like myself. Get on Twitch. <laughs> I'm not uploading them here. <laughs> All right. Last one from last week. Uh. Mark Hernandez, who is your guy's favorite movie, comic, or TV dog? Star Wars. Dog. 
Oh. Favorite dog. I thought from... dog was like comma dog. No. Like he's calling favorite dog. dog from movies, TV, comics, etc. John Wick's dogs. Yes, plural. Plural. <laughs> uh, because of what they mean, but not yeah. because they're cool dogs. Right. Um, this is very difficult. This is very difficult because there are a lot of gr- good dogs. A lot of, lot of great doggos. A lot, lot, lot of good dogs. Good doggies. Uh, I, I like Crypto as a super dog. I don't care who knows. I think Crypto is awesome idea. Uh, that sucks. That's dumb. No, you suck. Can no, you can you play uh, fetch in space? No, you can't. No, but I don't need that in my life <laughs> you think that you think you don't i i honestly i don't have an answer for that i, can't, right. I can't i can't do it the john wick the first john wick dog because of what it meant right but other than that i don't think that dog was particularly great <laughs> it kind of just served it had like a meaning right um all right now we're all in right. the chat we're gonna now pick we're like two more or something yeah uh Noah, what do you think are the best Spider-Man actors ranked? Uh, Tom Holland. Tobey Maguire. Tobey Maguire. And Andrew Garfield. And that's it. Yeah. I mean, if you want to get into cartoons, uh, I like Josh Keaton from Spectacular Spider-Man. Uh, Christopher Daniel Barnes from the 90s cartoon. He talked a lot. Um, was very overdramatic, but I think uh, he's really good. If I'm ranking them with yeah. cartoons, I would say Tom Holland first. The guy from the 90s. Christopher Daniel Barnes. Yeah. And then um, Neil Patrick Harris was a really good Spider-Man on the MTV. Uh, right. Spider-Man yeah, he was good. Yeah. One of these days, I'm going to tell people that they're wrong about their opinion on the MTV Spider-Man cartoon. Because that was a really good cartoon. Which one was uh, the guy from Drake and Josh? It? Ultimate Spider-Man. Oh, okay. Yeah. I think he did a fine job. He was okay. Uh... Uh, Wolf Den, thoughts? Any thoughts on Gwenpool? I'm a huge fan of Howard the Duck. He is ridiculous, but the idea of him is incredible. He has some good ongoings as well. Howard the Duck is really good, um, especially um, if you want to read modern stuff. Chip Zdarsky has a really funny Howard the Duck comic out right now. Gwenpool, I don't get it all. I think she looks awesome. Like, that's really all that matters. <laughs> I get Spider Gwen to an extent. I don't get. Oh, Gwenpool. Gwenpool. I, I was thinking Spider Gwen. I was still yeah, in Spider Man no. mode. Right. Spider Gwen looks awesome. Gwenpool is dumb. Yeah, like I don't. The reason it's dumb is because it's not Gwen Stacy. Yeah, and you think that it is. It makes a lot of sense. And like Gwen Stacy has nothing to do with Deadpool. Like she wasn't even a character. Deadpool wasn't even a character when Gwen Stacy was around, and Gwen Stacy had been dead for years before Deadpool came along. The two have no relationship to each other. So like, don't Gwen Stacy everybody. Yeah, don't Gwen Stacy everybody. Uh, Spider Gwen is I like that idea. Yeah, that's that's I I get that idea. Like that makes sense. Yeah, but Gwen does not make sense. Is weird. Yeah. Uh. Uh. Mikachu. I think the old Japanese Spider Man is better than Andrew Garfield. <laughs> Very good point. <laughs> that is not canon or official or anything. It is. It's official. The Japanese Spider Man appears in Spider Verse. Okay, complete, I guess it's complete with the, the but it neck. wasn't sanctioned by Marvel at all, right? When it came out, it was. Oh my god, I don't know anything. It's it, it was and um, never listened to me. Not it? only um, is it, was it in Spider Verse, but that show actually led to Super Sentai, which became Power Rangers. Pizza Dog, 
My favorite dog. There you go. Pizza dog, Pizza dog from, from Hawkeye. From Hawkeye. From Matt Fraction, David Ajay's Hawkeye. Uh, let's end with that. Okay. Unless you have another one. No, I'm good. Okay, guys, thank you for being here. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for chatting with us. As always, guys, um, we are the Wolf Den. We are here live every Wednesday at 9 o'clock Eastern, 6 o'clock Pacific. We only know that because we're in Pacific time right now. YouTube.com slash Wolf Den. Um, if you can't make the live show, we always put it up on Thursday in an archive version. Or if you prefer to listen to us, check us out on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play in podcast form. And if you're there, make sure to subscribe to us there and rate us and review us because that helps us with placement on those respective stores. Most of the time, I go on twitch.tv slash bobwolf, spelled correctly. And if you spell it wrong, you don't deserve to be there. Uh, I draw the thumbnail for Wolf Den Live. Mm -hmm. And I always do it about a half an hour, maybe an hour after the stream. Tonight, I don't know if I'm going to do it. I don't know. I still don't know. So subscribe to me. Uh, follow me there and put a notification up in case I go live. Or just follow me on Twitter. Uh, so I don't know if I'm going to do it. Also, I do commissions because I'm an illustrator. Mm -hmm. I did one for Fred, who's in the chat. It's on my Instagram. Look at that. And I'll maybe see you later. I don't know. That's, that's all I got. You right. already did the whole spiel. I did the whole spiel. So you guys for being here. Now, I don't have a goodbye screen. So we just have okay. to kind of wave okay. for like a while, and then, and then I and then, then I stop, hit. and then it'll just stop itself. Okay, you're not waiting. So, okay, bye. <laughs> and we're stopping, and goodbye.